1: Welcome, everybody. This is TCRS, the Coach Rogue Show. It is Seminole Softball Monday. I'll tell you what, a couple names we have not really talked about on Seminole Softball Monday. DiErco, Harris, and Rosario. We'll talk about them and much, much more upcoming here on TCRS. Taking you inside the locker room, into the coaching offices, and onto the field. Lace up the cleats, grab the glove, pick up the bat, and get ready to play because it's time for, for Seminole Softball Monday on the Coach Rogue Show. And now, here are Jared Rogel and the head coach of FSU Softball, Lonnie Alameda. This TCRS, the Coach Road Show. It is Seminole Softball Monday. We're brought to you by Swivel Vision training goggles. Check them out at www.swivelvision.com and Softball Spirit Magazine. Check it out at softballspirit.us. Coach, good to have you here. I know you guys are on the road getting ready for a game here in a few hours. Um, so let's go through this. I want to obviously break down the sweep against Georgia Tech this past week. Um, game one, a two-to-one win in eight. Uh, two quick hit notes here on that. Um, you know, the first hit for the Noles coming in the sixth inning uh, via a single by Victoria East. Seventh inning, uh, and I want to talk about these two situations because everybody knows softball is a situational game. So I want to uh, let everybody know about these two situations here in the seventh and eighth and then have you comment on the other side. Um Talks off walks to lead off, eventually moves to second on a second, point, then goes to third on a single, which puts runners on the corners before a wild pitch ties the game at one. And in the eighth inning, Powers walks to leadoff. lead off. Um, comes in uh, to run for her, moves over to second on a wild pitch, then steals third with two outs before scoring off a Lauren Harry pitch. Uh, for the 2-1 lead. Now, coach, as I mentioned in the beginning, a couple names there that we have not really talked about. Again, this is all. This is a game about doing what you need to do when your number is called upon. Kind of walk us through those two situations in particular in game one.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think that uh, that's this time of year. You know, everyone on the team's going to be used, and you got to come in and be ready for your moment and swinging the bat and getting it done. And so. Uh, Bella is an amazing – I mean, she's an amazing story in the sense that, you know, she walked onto the program and has taken the role of being a pinch runner for us. And, you know, as a pinch runner, you only get one chance to do something for your team. And she really takes advantage of reading balls in the dirt and trying to get that extra 60 feet for us. And it was a huge 60 feet getting to third base for us and making and that happen with Lauren putting the ball in play. So um, pretty awesome. Yeah, I the third and Lauren gets an infield single and she scores and, uh, you know, pretty motivating and uplifting for the team at that point too
1: so coach any uh those are my takeaways from game one what are your takeaways from game one
0: well you know i think it's uh you know when you look at senior day for georgia tech and klein schmidt and those kids throwing i mean that's like you're going against the world at that point because they're giving all they can and see threw a really good game and you know we had to, to battle and battle so great for us to be in those games you know eighth inning ninth inning extra inning games are huge going into postseason to really get that win and scratch it out because, I mean, it's going to come to, to really just everything on the line here in the next couple of weekends when you look at ACC tournament and then, you know, postseason stuff. So it was it was really good for us.
1: So game two, three to two win there. Um, O'Brien starts off high, um, hits her 50th round slipper um, off of first pitch to her. Top of the fourth, Rosario Hits a two-run homer, making it 3 nothing. fourth inning. Um, now, Coach, this is something that, you know, I talk, talked about with Coach Horner uh, last Tuesday when she came on the show. Coach uh, Tarina talked about it. We've talked about it. Mental strength of somebody, and I think Bailey Chanella in game two really showed that. Fourth inning, uh, she comes in. Georgia Tech has uh, the bases loaded with one out. Um Burris walks a run in making it three to one. Chanella then comes in, walks the first batter, makes it three to two, then pulls out a strikeout and a pop out and finishes the game with one hit, uh, one walk, one K in one and two thirds inning. So your thoughts, your takeaways from game two there and especially on the mental uh strength of Bailey Chanella in game two.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I think that uh, all year we've been spot pitching her here and there just for those moments. Uh, you kind of got to, you know, they have a little shorter field, so sometimes with uh, Jessica Burrows and, and her power, you know, she's, we got to mix in some off speed stuff, and so her her opportunity to come in and really get some pop-ups and strikeouts with that changeup and, and the combination of her rise ball it was really huge for us, and, you know, I, I think uh, finding that strike zone when you come in and bases loaded is mental toughness, and we practice that a lot, and, throw the pitches out there, you don't get any warrant pitches, go battle with bases loaded and that's probably the biggest pressure situation you could be in. And she was pretty relaxed and she attacked that hitter and, and got the walk but then she got us out of it and you know, that's a big situation. So it was really cool and senior year for her too, you know, so she's really laying it out there and um, you know, she, she had a good weekend for us.
1: And then coach, one of the other uh notes on the defensive side of things in game two, the sixth and seventh you had some huge defensive plays <laughs> Go ahead and talk about those.
0: Yeah, well, you know, I think it's something that uh, we practice a ton and, and we joke about it goat or hero. You know, we always at practice, are you going to be the goat or are you going to be the hero? And I, I think the moral of my story is, you know, if the camera is going to go on both people, if you're in those big moments and the winning runs on base and they're throwing it, they hit a base at the outfield and it's the center fielder throwing it to the plate. So either the goat's going to be the center fielder who missed the throw or the hero of throwing them out, you know? And it, it, it's kind of cool that Morgan Claveman got tested twice with them trying to score some runs, and she threw them out twice at the plate, and Macy Cheatham, you know, it's the center fielder and the catcher at that moment. I'm throwing it, you pick it, you tag her out. And it was really cool that that came up twice this weekend because it, we always talk about in the alpha, go to her hero, go to her hero, be willing to put it on the line and, and give it your best. And uh, so, you know, we kind of joked about it a little bit at the end of the game, you know, we practiced that, we're excited about that, and um, so... Really cool for a freshman, you know, Morgan and, and Macy, our catcher just outstanding, just the ball and jumped right on top of the runner, and then we walk away with the win. Awesome.
1: So, Coach, and then again, uh, well, first of all, after after Saturday, after game one and game two, uh, the the team clinches its third straight ACC regular season title. And, you know, this program is now – I mean, an incredible tradition and, you know, consistency and, and battling. Like you said, from the very beginning, from the very first show, every program down there is battling to be top five, top ten. Just looking back long-term, even before you were there at FSU, what do you most attribute the long-term continued success of the softball
0: program to down there? Yeah, well, you know, I mean, since Coach Graff took over the program, I mean, there's been a lot of changes in the softball world and the softball culture. You know, And I think um, Coach Graff was, you know, in the beginning when the Southeastern Conference wasn't really around, then the SEC came in and, um, you know, the, the whole Southeast, you know, just got better. Then Michigan goes off and wins a, a national championship. So now it's from coast to coast, top to bottom. Everyone can play. Kids can play in any state. You're recruiting across the country. And so the dynamics have changed. But, you know, she'd always been the top of the ACC and, you know, when she retired and, and I got the opportunity to take over the program, it was our chance to to get back to the top, and that's just one of our goals. So not only to be, you know, last team standing and win a national championship is there, and, and that's something that we're driven by, but it's process, 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 and you got to break down the season as you look at it. And if you can go out and challenge your program to be regular season champions, I mean, the tournament is outstanding. Go win the tournament, that's outstanding. But if you win regular season, That means you're winning every series. That means that you're putting yourself in a position to be successful and smart and making adjustments. So the process of that is going to make you strong when you get into postseason. And we just keep, you know, harping the process the process. Be smarter on, make adjustments game two. Be better on how we're pitching to people and be in good defensive positions. So now that learning edge goes into postseason, and you should be able to jump into a very pressurized situation of this is the weekend and we've got to win it, but yet we have all this built up of study and trust and family and, you know, get after it of these 56 games. So to me, the regular season and this coaching stuff, the regular season is a huge mark of a very challenged, um, you know, warrior-worthy program. And we're really excited about how these young kids have come in and and finished out this season so far.
1: And so after this weekend – was concluded the program is now forty wins in the season for the twenty eighth time in program history has not lost a conference series since two thousand and twelve and has recorded a record of twenty two and three and seventeen sweeps in the last 25 AC series or ACC series, so definitely right along the lines of what you were just talking about, coach. But We got one more game, game three at eight to one win. There, it, it seems you know like we've been talking about her all season long. I really hate to talk early in the regular season about you know, the most whatever this player is. But Jessica Warren has to be, at this point, able to be called the most consistent batter on the Florida State team and possibly the most consistent batter in the ACC going 3-for-3 with two home runs. Uh, Coach, one thing you said after game two, was that you really wanted to see what the adjustments would be like that your players would make from game two to game three. What adjustments were you looking for in between game two and game three?
0: Well, you know, I think Jessica Warren was, you know, she gets kind of caught up in little things, as most freshmen do. And, uh, you know, I I think that she had to go out and make some – fundamental adjustments. So I know she got with Coach Wilson and Coach Snyder, and they went in the cages that morning, and they worked on some footwork stuff. And sometimes it's as simple as that. You know, as simple as you you just change some fundamental mechanical stuff, and you're back on board, you know. But um, she is just a student of the game. Uh, She listens. Her and Maddie on the left side have been outstanding. And she just wants to be the best for her team. And sometimes you get that success as a freshman, and you can lose sight of that. And I've just been so impressed with her ability to be – I want to be this for the team. I want to be this for the team. I got to do this for the team, and that can bring on a whole another stress level to you when you're not performing. Um, so her ability to go from game one to game two to game three and produce the numbers she produced for us uh, on Sunday was was pretty outstanding, and it literally raises the bar for the team. They just get so excited, you know. You get excited when Maddie's in the box, Morgan's in the box, Warren's in the box. You know the things that the the bottom of lineup doing, and it's just a, it's a good time of year to get that confidence uh, to be able to make those adjustments from one day to the next because, like I said, we go into postseason, that's got to happen. Now she has trust in the process. It's trust in herself and her belief to be able to turn those things around, and that's huge going into this time of year.
1: So, Coach, you mentioned uh, one of your assistants there, and and I should have mentioned this at the top of the show, but the news dropped pretty much right after we got off the air last week. Coach Wilson has now accepted an assistant coaching spot with – you, Triple S, a pride, you know, another milestone, um, you know, in in uh, your coaching tree, another milestone for FSU softball, not only players being able to move up, but, you know, you as a head coach also uh, working with your assistants to move them and, and give them an opportunity at the next level, too. Uh, coach, what are your main takeaways then after this entire weekend is said and done?
0: Yeah, well, you know, I mean, obviously – coach Wilson's going to be huge for the the pro league. And uh, I mean, you get someone of his knowledge and his stature and what he's done, you know, you want to share it. I mean, it would be um, horrible of me to keep something like that just in Tallahassee. You know, it's it's good for the game. You want to grow the game and you want kids to move on and share the game with others to keep the game growing. And Travis has that in him. He loves the game. He loves learning himself, even as as much as he's been around such high level of baseball and softball, he still loves learning and, and meeting new people. So the pro league is going to be outstanding for him, but you know, it's going to be outstanding with him. So it's going to be a a really win-win for, for all of us This for him this summer to go out there. Um, You know, that's for me what I take away from this weekend. And uh, you know, what I hope to to get out today is just uh, some good belief and trust in, in who we are at this point. And, you know, I I think a little bit had to be with Maddie and Lacey trying to figure out, you know, we weren't the same numbers as last year, but we are who we are right now and we can go compete with who we are. And now the freshmen are starting to see that, and they're starting to come together as a unit. And they have, you know, the, the book of a season behind them. There's the 40 wins, the 56-game schedule behind them, and they can trust in their process of what they've done, and they've been very successful at it. And now rolling into these next couple weekends, let's see who we are. This is Team 32. This is what we want to get out of it, and we want to be the best at what we do, do what we do. And you can start to see that in their eyes and the excitement, and that's just, it's a really cool feeling as a coaching staff to see them take ownership of that.
1: So coach, the, the game tonight, 3 p.m. Eastern time at Georgia state. Again, this was uh rescheduled. Now you go in there for, for one game. What is, you know, the, the biggest thing with them is obviously the power that they have. How, how do you go from playing you know, a three-game set against Georgia Tech to trying to shift your mind to now coming into Georgia State for a game?
0: Yeah, you know, I think this is another mentality challenge. You know, you get excited about going in the weekend and trying to win the regular season, and, you know, it's the last weekend out of ACC play, and then here we are playing on a Monday of finals week. A lot of them were up till you know, one in the morning last night, sitting down in the lobby. You know, but that's the that's the mental toughness that you have to have right now, and um, you know, we, we talked a little bit with our sports psychologist this morning, and we just kind of talked about um, where we're at and what we need to do and, you know, get out there and grind it out and get on the bus home and take some finals here in the next couple of days. So that's the fun thing about softball is you can prepare. It's not like football where you go watch video for five days, do some routes, <laughs> and then play them on a Saturday. You know, you're playing five games, maybe six games in, in a seven-day period, and you've got to be able to be good at what you do and then keep, you know, learning, like, oh, Georgia State swings the bat. They're a little more power team. They got some speed. This is how we're going to defend that, you know, or maybe Georgia Tech wasn't as big numbers, but, yeah, you know, they put the ball in play and they have shorter fences. we got to, you know, go after that. So I think we're ready. Um, I know facing power teams, Auburn was a great hitting team, and facing them we had to have a, a little more off speed in our arsenal pitchers. We had to sell out a little more defensively, which we'll do against Georgia State. And then we got to go in and score runs early on, on some really good drop ball pitchers.
1: Coach, thanks a lot. We'll look forward to next week wrapping up an, an overall wrap up of the regular season, and then a preview of what will be a very competitive ACC tournament.
0: Yes, yes, for sure. It was a big weekend for UNC and NC State, Notre Dame this weekend, and then NC State getting two from Virginia Tech, which they're on TV tonight. So, um, you know, it's, it's very competitive. Really excited about our conference and. Blacksburg
1: is going to be fun. There's going to be a lot of good softball going on up there. And I want to let everybody know, again, uh, the game today, uh, 3 p.m. at Georgia State, and then Florida State closes out the regular season on Sunday in Jacksonville at 2 p.m. against North Florida. Coach, so, thanks a lot. We look forward to, uh, again, wrapping up the season or the regular season that is next Monday here on Seminole Softball Monday at 1 p.m. Eastern time.
0: Sounds good, thanks Jared. We'll talk to you soon all
1: right. This has been t c r s the coach road show and Seminole softball Monday. Make sure that you get on Twitter follow coach Alameda at coach underscore alameda. make sure you follow the t c r s staff at t c r show again that new Twitter handle for everybody is t c r show. Make sure you follow me at Coach RoboM that's Coach R O G O L. Again, we'll talk to you next Monday right here on TCRS and Seminole Softball Monday at 1 PM Eastern Time when we will wrap up the regular season recap all of the highlights from the regular season and look ahead to again a very competitive upcoming AC tournament. This has been TCRS. Must fire IRA for five years. Match on transfers, subject to additional terms and conditions. Robin Hood Financial LLC, member SIPC.